Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Matias at home! He just hammered that thing upstairs! The Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that ship. What a glove save made by Skinner! This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. This is the best power play that's ever been assembled in NHL history, and so they have the stats to back that eye test up. And Nugent Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100. All right, two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. Love the show. Let's do it every day. Pops out to nurse. A shot scores. We've got Connor McDavid rewriting history here. To McDavid scores! There's number 50! And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. ago today the police they debuted back in 1977 welcome everybody bob stop for joining you this is oilers now uh derek scott is helping us out along with our producer brendan escott who's got to be happy the edmonton elks getting a victory last night we had a lot to get to first of all we're going to tell you that oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up today, uh, we have Evander Kane in Maskechies, and he is going to join us at about 105 for a quick hit there. Uh, we are pleased to have in studio not one but two guests, uh, a guy that was on opposite of us for a while uh, at uh, 1260. Uh, I met him years ago, actually, in this building, and he did an excellent job with the Edmonton Eskimos. Dave Jamison is coming down the pipe in about two minutes' time. Uh, we will also have Cam Moon, of course, one of the two Oilers radio play-by-play voices in the second hour of the show. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Brett Michaels, live at the River Creek. Saturday, September 16th. You can get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfineflores.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. It's got about 40,000 followers for the show Twitter account. Thank you for all the feedback that we get on that front. And we'll get to our top story quickly. Uh, for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. Bobby and Steve from Legacy, they will look after your top story. The Edmonton Elks, 
They win a game. Uh, it wasn't pretty. It took forever. I watched it over at a Southside establishment last night with a couple buddies. And, uh, well, that was a long... I'm sure Brendan Escott was having quite the fill job during the uh, halftime show that went an extra hour and a half. So good news there. All season long, we've got the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear specialized to work with your business. Outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. All right, as promised, uh, we bring on to the show and uh, into our studio... A guy, Dave Jamison, who uh, yep. a lot of people know here in town. Hello, Dave. How are well, you doing? Well, it's Bob. It's uh, we've often talked to you and I. Yes. Wouldn't it be great to work together? So it's a, it's really good to be here finally to do this and get a chance to sit down and talk. All right, we opened up with the police. And yes. uh, now, did you uh, you you saw them in your oh. youth, or what not? Was... Not just once, not twice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was uh, a uh, a youthful and not very intelligent young man, and I guess it would have been grade twelve. They were doing their first tour across North America. They were in a station wagon. And the three of them, right? Yeah. And uh, got tickets to uh, the Commodore Ballroom for, you know, um, uh, Roxanne was obviously the hit and that album, Outlando's Demur, and got the tickets. And we were doing well. Uh, my buddies and I, everybody in grade 12, were underage to go to the Commodore. And if you don't know the Commodore, it's that horsehair sprung dance floor at this venerable place, the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. Got right to the top of the stairs, and the bouncer said, How old are you? And not old enough to see this show. Back down we went. We sold our tickets on Granville Mall. And I think we went across to a place called, like, it was like a sandwich shop that served beer. And we, well, we, we spent our earnings. Well, you we know, drank you, our earnings. you're saying you might not have been the most intelligent guy in your well, youth. And I can tell you, I am not in my youth. And I still make a lot of uh, similar and stupid yeah. mistakes. This is, uh, we, should, we should tell a story. Because yeah. the first time I met you was actually... In this building, uh, a couple of steps away from where we're sitting, seven feet away, yeah. where Brent Pushtarenko's office currently is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were you left Vancouver, where you worked for years at CKNW. Yes, and uh, you ended up uh, becoming the PD, the program for, director, first program director. Here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember that meeting at all? Well, it, it, to quote Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, uh, and I do remember you coming in. I, I, if I've got it right, you were unusually tanned, uh, unusually cut and fit. And I thought to myself at the time, why is Tom Cruise here? Right. There you go. That will yeah. get you everywhere right there. Just exactly. To exactly. And, and and since that day, we've we've been friends, and, and I've respected your work for a long time. I'm not saying this because you're giving me free water here, but, um, and we've we've always gotten along very well, and you know, I uh, bounced things off you over the years when I was with the Eskimos as a VP of Communications and Marketing there, and we always crossed paths. And, and at one time, I remember you did a Sharks game, right? You jumped yeah. in. And did a, uh, back in uh, 2000, yes. Right. And and you, you pinch hit and did a really good job. And I listened to your Bears stuff and, uh, you know, hockey and football, so I knew what you could do. And I remember us meeting after that uh, and listening to your, it wasn't a demo, it was an actual NHL game. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's, he's got like big league chops. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I bluffed him, obviously. <laughs> uh, what I remember about yeah. that meeting, what what came up, I brought Jack Hookson from Pro-Am Sports. Uh, of course. Uh, and, the brains uh, of the operation. Yes, and we are going to do Pro-Am Sports Trivia. We're going to tie it to the Minto Cup in this hour. Uh, But what I remember is... Afterwards, you reached out to me and said, Bob, we had pitched you on doing an after uh, a weekend sports show on Correct. Saturday and yep. Sunday. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was uh, you're like, look, we can't do that right now. It's a pretty progressive idea because we were going to buy the airtime to do the show. Yep. And you're like, wow. And and what ended, this was in 1995. And you called me back and you said, how would you like to do something for us 
on the mornings, are you going to work all the games? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to do Funk Warden stats for the visiting NHL feeds. And uh, you said, well, look, we need a, a guy down there to do a thing called On the Tape which was uh, an interview with either an Oiler player. Ron Lowe was the coach of the team at the time. Yes. A couple times we got visiting general managers up. And my friends renamed on the tape, Waste of Tape. It used to run in-house at Rexall. So you've got the same kind of friends I do. Yes, they, they, they brutally the, honest. Yeah, they, yeah. they pick at the, uh, the easy stuff, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that yeah. uh, that was, and, and then you were here until what, about 97, 98 and around that time? I, I, and I went to the Eskimos in 1998, so started out as the Director of Communications and Marketing, and uh, was there 14 seasons. So yes, after after they moved over there, and, and obviously the connections between that organization and this building and this, this group um, are deep and long. Right. We had you in when I had Total Sports. I did that yes. show with Spec on 1260 from 0308. I remember uh, Summerfield. We had you and JJ Heber, as we called it. Summerfield. We had you. Hey, we also I had Steve. Sorry, Steve, but we had Steve Sandor there, too. Just, just yeah. joking, Steve. No, we had, uh, we had you and JJ come in one day. Because I was the SID at the U of A. And I was doing the afternoon drive show on uh, on uh, twelve sixty. We had uh, we had JJ on from the Oilers, and we had you on from the Edmonton Eskimos. And it was uh, all I, I was like, okay, well, uh, one guy in a, a, a billion dollar industry, one guy in a million dollar industry, and uh-huh. one guy in a hundred thousand dollar industry at the U of A. But I don't even know if it's that anymore. So it was I, the food chain of sports information there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What did you when you think back to your your fourteen year run mm-hmm. uh, with the with the Edmonton Eskimos who have now, obviously, are the Edmonton Elks. I know you're still involved yep. with the alumni with the Elks. Uh, what do you, what did you sort of, uh, what did you take? What do you remind, you know, from a, a fond perspective when you look oh, back? Wow. Okay, these are. I mean, obviously, the relationships with the players are a given, and some of the people you met along the way. Winning's fun. And you did win a little. You won in 03 and 03. And, and, and went to the Grey Cup here, disappointingly so. Uh, hosted and lost to Montreal on that, you know, that uh, the frozen tundra of Commonwealth in 02, but won in 03 with a really good team. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, we're talking about this now because I just did an interview with our friend Vicki Hall, who sure. was doing a piece for CFL.ca. And, and this is the 20th anniversary of. Um, that Grey Cup win for the for the Eskimos, and also it is the uh, 20th anniversary of the Labor Day brawl, and I had a walk on role in that as uh, escorting Ed Hervey off the field after he swung the helmet and hit Davis Sanchez, who would later become a teammate. Um, and so you know there are things like that stands out being in that same year being part of the blackout in Toronto where we were the the team with no money and no place to kind of be even we got you know the game got shut down in Toronto because of that uh, brownout on the eastern seaboard but also things like you know and not all of it frankly good I mean going to court with Alfred Payton and driving him to his lawyer's appointments and stuff are funny stories like they are you yes. know, like you know and I was in court with Adam Braidwood not representing him thank God for all parties but you know to to show my support like it was a weird job at the end of the day because in the CFL at the level you're at there aren't many layers between you know sort of um, you know the player and what you do in the office and so your job may have said you do this yeah, I wrote press releases and did news conferences and all that stuff. But then, you know, duties as assigned. Hey, you're going to have to take the uh, defensive lineman to court today. Okay, 
Yeah. You know, here we go. Yeah. I remember you uh, lined up. Uh, we had Singham Roby on our show for a year. You also brought the quarterbacks in a couple times. Yes. And we had Ricky Ray and uh, Jason Moss. I remember Jason got mad at Speck. Oh, no, I can't imagine. I, oh, yeah. It was those individuals. Because we'd gotten an argument. You know, and at that time, what time would you guys have been practicing at back then? We, you'll love this. And it's certainly in this day and age. We would open our dressing room. We were open an hour before every uh, – because they would meet – and we were the last team in Canada to practice because of Chris Morris, because he was a teacher. Right. And Chris, so we had to wait, and it was all good. So I mean, you were afternoon practices. We were afternoon practices. Yeah. And so we were the last team, like, every, you know, other reporters are going, hey, you're coming in on Friday or whatever, we'd like to talk to. And I'm like, we're still, we're working, man. We're under the lights here. Yeah. Um, so it would be around 11 or 10.30 or 11, open the room, and then we would... You know, do the coach, Kay Stevenson, Don Matthews. I mean, I think I worked for six coaches. And then you shut the room, players meet, they go practice, and then we'd be available after. Like, I mean, we'd come to your house to do I, an availability. I, 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 you came to the studio, I know that. <laughs> I know. But I know that the guys, I know for a fact that I'd gotten in it with Mark on Jason's deployment because I said, you're going to need... This was in the 05 season. You ended up winning the Grey Cup. Yes. And if you recall, oh. uh, Ricky Ray needed a little bit of help in the Western semi, in the Western final, even, uh, you know, and, and Jason Moss played a big part in the Eskimos winning the Grey Cup that they year. They won because of Jason Moss. Right. I mean, he wasn't the quarterback of record in the Grey Cup, which was a, the, the double OT thing. It's one of the, the great Grey Cup memories. But they're not there without right. 12. And we just talked to, you know, and as you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a football junkie. So I was like... You're going to need two quarterbacks at some point, man. So, and, and what had happened, and people forget, but Ray had won the Grey Cup in 03. Yes. Had sort of been a surprise player, uh, you know, the year before. I was one of the guys who predicted the Alouettes to beat you at, at, uh, at Commonwealth Stadium. I didn't feel great about that. I was working on CBC on their broadcast yes. that yes. year, and the Edmonton Sun listed all the so-called sports know-it-alls in town, and and I was way down at the bottom of the list, and I haven't really moved up much since then. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, I, you know, Ricky came in and just kind of stole the show and stole the job from Jason Moss. He did. And then Moss was the quarterback again in 04. And the Ricky team, went to the Jets. Right. And yes. held a clipboard as the mm-hmm. fourth stringer. Yep. We're going to talk a bit about sort of that in a second. And then came back in 05. So yep. away you go. It's 12-19 at Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to talk about another time where we, uh, Dave Jamison uh, and myself almost ended up crossing paths. But it's not what many people think. Uh, we will get to some hockey between 12-30 and 1 o'clock with Dave. Uh, because he has a, a unique affinity for the California Golden Seals, which uh, undoubtedly will reference. Yes. Uh, we will uh, tell you uh, that NHL Today is brought to you all season long by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. There is uh, one time a year where you're allowed to be a golfer, not a grinder in the NHL, and that is between uh, August 18th and August 31st. There ain't much going on right now. That's NHL Today for Drew Shamahorn and the gang. At Elite. Uh, this is Oilers Now. We'll be back after this. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Edmonton area sports personality Dave Jamison is joining us in studio here. Uh, 
used to be the program director at 630 Chad went to the Edmonton Eskimos uh, briefly with the Edmonton Rush and then on for years on uh, 1260 on the All Sports Station, which was shuttered uh, back in May. Uh, June, now, June 14th. Oh, June 14th. That's 9 right. o'clock, 9 a.m. But why do I remember was, that well? I was there. You were there. There yes. we go. Yeah. Well, it happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, surprise. Anyhow, look, I, just before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit more about the football because I have a theory that when it really changed for the Edmonton Eskimos, and that's when they went to a uh, salary management system because what in a domestic league, you are only as good as your best domestic players. And the CFL is a domestic league. And that coincided, and I've always wondered this, did you play a factor in why uh, a loudmouth uh, that was doing uh, Golden Bears football and working as the SID at the University of Alberta suddenly got a call from the Edmonton Eskimos organization saying, hey, would you be interested in Canadians? Did they reach out to you on that? Well, what was well, yeah, the- sure. There was, uh, Bob, I mean, it, again, small business, small organization, so my opinion was asked, and I didn't discourage, because you got to remember, we didn't have a lot, I, mean, I shouldn't say we, uh, I, this applied to all the CFL teams. Yes, everyone talked a big game about we need the best Canadians available, but we didn't have a lot of resources and feet on the ground. Right. And because of what you used to do, yeah. um, you were seeing more CIS at the time, right? I've got it, I know right. you sport. You were seeing more football than, than anybody we had at our disposal at the time. So why wouldn't we tap into, that was my argument. Was, right. Like, he's out there watching this stuff. He'll know who's decent at UBC or, you know, has a good idea of what Calgary's doing or the Bisons or whatever. And at that time, Alberta was pretty good. The Bears yes. had oh, back-to-back. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Holly was working. Uh, she came yeah. to work at the U of A in 05, 06, mm-hmm. and the Bears had come off back-to-back seven and one years. They had a good team. Mm-hmm. The Saskatchewan always had good teams of Brian Towers. Right. UBC was up and down. I mean, at one time, the Canada West, from 1995 to 1998, won four straight Vanier Cups with three different teams. Yeah. Like, that's how good the league that's was. That's balance. They had... Balance, balance and depth, yeah. A cu- couple things changed. They changed the rule for junior kids, eligibility. And yeah. that was... Which worked against Saskatchewan a bit because they used to have guys play five years for the Rams or the, the Hilltops, and then they ended up at the U of S. Yeah. Uh, Simon Fraser came in, were okay for a year, and then terrible. Mm-hmm. They don't even have a pro. They cut their program. It was a big story out in Vancouver when they the, cut the program. Oh, a huge story out there, and um, you know, for uh, it wasn't a particularly equitable, um, you know, battle between UBC and and SFU for a number of years. But they had the Shrumble, which right. was a big deal. It was yeah. the sort of penultimate local game to uh, to take part in. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting stuff. See, so with the Grey Cups, uh, yeah. did, and I know you kept because we used to talk. All, you kept an eye on the Oilers the entire time, of course. And well, for a couple of years, actually, and, and you remember this, I, um, I, I, while I was at the Eskimos, I was the producer of the radio broadcast, right. and so I was doing it as a freelance right. thing. And Alan Watt had set that up, and because they needed some, you know, radio IQ, I guess, and somebody to manage uh, some of the things that need to happen around the broadcast. And it was Rod Phillips and, and Morley, and Sid was the host of the pregame show. And we, boy, you know, has things really digressed since then, eh? <laughs> They'll get back to the better. Yeah, we'll, better we'll have yes. a chance to yeah, be okay. They'll work their way back. Uh, how, how much did you like doing uh, doing the radio? How, how long did you end up doing the, the show? Because you had, we haven't even got to the fact that you went, you had, you've had a battle with cancer, which yeah. you fought through. But uh, how long did you end up doing I was shows over at, 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 at uh, Almost 10 years. Almost. So it was, um, I was hired, you know, as you mentioned, I was president of the Edmonton Rush. Uh, they eliminated the position, and then they eliminated the franchise. They moved it to Saskatoon, where right. they've had a great success. 
Um, and lacrosse is one of my loves. In fact, I'm, it's funny, we're talking, you're talking about Pro-Am Sports and the Minto Cup. I see the Adnacks are in it, the Coquitlam Adnacks. I played for many years in Vancouver in the Burrard system. The okay. Vancouver Burrard. So, like, lacrosse is a real love of mine. Um, the, uh, the, the, you know, we, I was over there and fortunate enough to, to do it for nine and a half years. And, and, and the late Pat Cardinal, who I worked with here on Power 92, uh, was a good friend. And, and they were about to flip the TSN 1260. And he called me. He said, look, I, you know, I know the thing at the rush has ended. Would you be interested in getting back into doing radio? Because I'd been out of it for 18 years. I hadn't been on the air. Right. Because right? I was a news guy. Then I hosted Dan Russell's show in Vancouver Which for I used three to and a half years. To, yes, you know, and I was when Dan's I planted up north, yes. and I was Dan's backup host for three and a half years, and so um, and covered the Canucks run to '94 Stanley Cup, covered Riot too, um, and so I had a kind of a weird hybrid of a news background for many years and had done sports with Dan Russell. And so, you know, and then I got the opportunity. I had to pass, you know, I had to do some auditions at twelve sixty, and I got the job. And then lost they, the job. They had they had guys uh, actually audition, eh? Well, they, I mean, at least they told me, you know, you're going to have to, we're going to have to run you for a few weeks to see how it works oh, okay. out. So I'm, you know. Oh, there we go. Well, you obviously uh, have yeah. the jobs to do it. Uh, speaking of trivia for Pro-Am Sports, and uh, by the way, Jack Cookson's a former lacrosse player as yes. well. Pro-Am Sports, fan cave and fan gear specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. Up for grabs a $50 GC from Pro-Am Sports and bragging rights. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Edmonton is hosting the uh, Edmonton Miners are hosting the Minto Cup. It is the Memorial Cup of Junior Lacrosse. Which Hall of Fame player in the National Hockey League was a Minto Cup MVP? You can text us at 7804960063 on the Ashley Pine Flores text line. Randy Kelburn's got a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, we'll discuss the here and now with the Edmonton Elks. I think we figured out what their problem was based on last night's result uh, and a little bit of uh, hockey talk as well. Off to global news weather traffic update.